It is week four of the NFL underway with the impressive performance by the Detroit Lions. We'll get into that briefly, but it is about breaking down the games of this weekend, week four, the remainder games, the Sunday morning game, Falcons and Jaguars, all the way through the Monday night matchup between Giants and the Seahawks. That is the topic uh, of today's Landry Football Podcast on the Landry Football Podcast Network. A reminder, pardon me, you can get the latest information and the most detailed film room analysis and breakdown on the world of college football and NFL over at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the football season sale. You can try it out for a month. You can try it out for six months. But our football season sale is the best deal that we've got going at LandryFootball.com. Uh, check it out today. Also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network so that you can hear um, the latest in football, college football, NFL. It involves players, teams, coaches, schemes on the college or NFL level. We got you covered right here on the Landry Football Podcast Network and on LandryFootball.com. So the Detroit Lions really stake their claim as the best team in the NFC North. It's early in the season, but there's no doubt. They're going to be the team to run and probably hide. And long season, injuries and a lot of things can change the fortunes of a season. We all know that. But to go in to Lambeau and decisively beat Green Bay, not a surprise. I thought it would happen. I'm not sure I expect it to be that decisive. But the Bears are the worst team in the NFC North. The Vikings are not much better. And the Packers are distant to the Lions. They are playing with confidence, with an edge. They're, uh, 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 barring unforeseen circumstances, are going to win the North. And it's going to be about how um, how high can they finish in terms of the overall NFC rankings and how they stack up against the Eagles, how they stack up against the 49ers. Uh, I think that's what it's going to come down to. Um, there's not a team in the South that impresses me. There's not a team in the West, maybe Seattle outside of San Francisco that impresses me. In the East, you know, Dallas and Philly are certainly in a position, uh, but the Lions are certainly in that group. So it's going to be a fun ride. And look, the Lions are uh, notoriously bad, and it's just great to see them on the right track. Now, on to the week four matchups. Falcons at Jags opened it up Sunday morning, folks. Both teams suffered ugly losses in week three behind disappointing offensive performances. For the Jags, it's only a matter of time before Trevor Lawrence and this passing attack gets on track. For the Falcons, there's a little reason to be enthusiastic about Desmond Ritter's future. That means Atlanta's offense is going to be run-reliant. Um, the trip to, U- uh, to Europe is an uh, additional variable for this matchup. The Jags have played in Europe the last two years and nine of the previous 10 seasons. That's why they're always considered, well, that would be the team most likely to move to Europe if there ever was a team in the NFL that did. This will be Atlanta's third trip to Europe and its second in the previous three years. Got to like the Jags in this matchup, in my view. Commanders at Eagles in the Saturday afternoon slate. The Eagles continue to march out one of the league's best rosters, headlined by their premium offensive and defensive lines offensively. Philadelphia is one of the few teams in the league that can mitigate Washington's premium pass rush. Last week, Sam Howell took nine sacks through four interceptions against the Buffalo Bills. The Eagles' pass rush is even more disruptive than Buffalo's. The Washington Commanders were the first team to beat Philadelphia last season. Commanders running back saw 
40 total carries in that contest. Expect a similar approach in this matchup, especially considering Howell struggles last week. Kind of like the Eagles here, though, even though they're not playing their best ball. Dolphins at Bills, the headline matchup, I think, of the weekend. Most interesting game, the Dolphins scored 70 against the Broncos. We all know that without Jalen Waddle. Miami's mixture of innovative play calling and game-breaking speed will be hard for anyone to contain. Buffalo lost a close defensive-driven game to the New York Jets on opening day. They've blown out the Raiders and Commanders to get back on track. Miami and Buffalo split their two matchups last year where the home team won by three points or less. Check out my pick in that game. Well, I think the total is 53-and-a-half. Bills minus three. The Vikings at the Panthers. Three-and-a-half point um, spread, total 45. Um, Panthers getting three-and-a-half. It's one of the two battles between winless teams on the week four slate. Kirk Cousins' passing attack has been pretty effective despite the fact they haven't won a game. Unfortunately, the Vikings' running game and defense have been very poor. Uh, There are very few positive things to say about the Panthers this season. Bryce Young has struggled in his first two games, then missed last week's contest in Seattle. Veteran Andy Dalton filled in admirably, but many of his 361 passing yards came in a negative game script. Both these teams desperately need a win, but this is Minnesota's game to lose. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, Vikings would likely be the pick here um, is the way I'm leaning, but not too confidently with the way both these two teams are headed up this season. The Steelers at the Texans, Texans getting three, total 42. No one could have asked for more from C.J. Stroud through his first three games. Against the Steelers, he'll face the first premium pass rush of his professional career. Pittsburgh's pass rush had a line of scrimmage advantage against the Texans' injury-ravaged offensive line. Um, Kenny Pickett's offense is coming off a solid game against the Raiders, but it still needs to improve. The key to this contest is how well Stroud plays in a game where he'll likely face consistent pressure. Steelers take care of business here. The Ravens are at the Browns. Browns are two and a half point favorite total 41 in this game. The Ravens lost to the rebuilding Colts in overtime last week. That's a bad loss, but the Ravens without a handful of their best players this week, they uh, get the Cleveland Browns who've given up just three points in two of their three games. The defense is for real for the Browns, but the offense still unreliable, unpredictable, inconsistent. Deshaun Watson played the best game of the year uh, thus far this season against the Titans last week. Tennessee is one of the more beatable secondaries, so that performance needs to be taken with a grain of salt. However, if watching consistently play like he did last week, Cleveland definitely is a contender for this division title. Lamar Jackson, who can carry his offense, is a more reliable weapon than Watson at this point, but how much more? If the Ravens can get back a few of their key pieces, they can beat Cleveland Check out the complete write-up over at LandryFootball.com. I think this is a three-point game. Check and see who we got in this one. The Bengals are at the Titans. The Titans are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Joe Burrow's passing attack versus this Titans passing defense is the key in this contest. The Titans have allowed the fourth-most receiving yards to wide receivers through three games. The Bengals have elite receivers, as you know. They have a trio that's outstanding um, and less talented quarterbacks than Joe Burrow have towards Tennessee. However, the Bengals' offensive line has struggled. The Titans have a pretty good pass rush. The mobility with the calf injury makes this trench matchup even more of a significant concern for the Bengals. Tennessee has the league's worst offensive line, 
Uh, the Bengals have a, a chance to win this game with their defense if they can't hold up up front. But Joe Burrow goes out. If they don't protect him, all bets are off. So Bengals clearly, but only if they can keep Joe Burrow upright and healthy. The Buccaneers are at the Saints. It's a matchup between two rock-solid defenses that will face two volatile quarterbacks. Winston will likely start in the place of Derek Carr. Uh, that's a problem for the Saints. Uh, Winston uh, is a Jekyll and Hyde. He can throw for 300 yards or turn it over five times. Neither of those outcomes would be a surprise. Uh, the Buccaneers were brought back to reality what they truly are, losing by 14 to the Eagles. Defense is a solid unit, but Baker Mayfield is not someone that you can get overly excited about. Yes, he played well in the first two weeks. You make no apologies for that, regardless who you play, but that's not sustainable for Baker Mayfield. Um, probably a three-point game here uh, at the Saints. Maybe the home will peel advantage will be the difference. The Broncos are at the Bears, and we saw the Dolphins hang up 70 points against the Broncos. If the Chiefs had kept their foot on the gap, they might have been able to do the same against the Bears. In other words, we're looking at the two, two of the worst defenses or two of the defenses that have looked the worst in recent memory. Russell Wilson needs to be more consistent. But he's made several excellent plays this year. He's better, more reliable now than he was this time last season. Justin Fields' offense looked lost last week in Kansas City. We can't count on either defense, but Wilson's offense and maybe the embarrassment of that loss last week might be the difference. I would probably lean Broncos here, but not real proud of it since they're not really good. Bears are getting three, though, so be careful how you bet this one. Rams at Colts. Rebuilding Colts are a scrappy two-and-one team coming off an overtime win in Baltimore. They've accomplished that with a backup quarterback, Gardner Minshew, under center. This week, they'll will likely get Anthony Richardson, uh, who has been a much better passer than most expected back. On the other side, Stafford has draws the very beatable Colts secondary. Uh, he's kept the Rams competitive through the first three games. Game primarily relies on um, – on Stafford's right arm and the Colts' ability to pressure him. Uh, Raiders at Chargers. The Raiders' um, lone victory came against the Broncos team that gave up 35 points to Howell and the Commanders, 70 points to the Dolphins. Las Vegas beat Denver 17-16 on opening day. Garoppolo is in concussion protocol, putting his status in doubt for this matchup. That means Brian Harrier could take over this already limited offense. Expect Vegas to lean on Josh Jacobs because Brandon Staley's defense invites running back production. Ultimately, there's a narrow path for the Raiders to keep up with Justin Herbert's offense. Um, it's got to be a win time again for the Chargers. Another one of those must wins in my view. They're the better team, the more talented team here. It's where it lean towards them. The Cardinals are at the 49ers, and they gave the commanders and the Giants all they could handle. Then they decisively beat the Cowboys, beating them up in the trenches. After that impressive win, the Cardinals have to travel to San Francisco to face the probably the most complete team in football. And unlike the Cowboys, a well-coached team. The 49ers are well-rested and can win in the air on the ground with their defense. I think this is where the Cardinals' gap in personnel starts to take an effect. The Patriots at the Cowboys, Cowboys seven-point favorite, 43-and-a-half is the over-under. Dallas is coming off an embarrassing loss to the Cardinals, as we've mentioned, where Arizona pushed them around. I look for Bill Belichick to do some similar things at the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, I think there's a big difference, like it was last week, 
in the coaching acumen uh, certainly is a big difference between Belichick and McCarthy. McCarthy's got the better team, the more talent, but Belichick's certainly a much better coach. Um, it's going to be on McCarthy and Dak Prescott for the Cowboys to win it. We'll see if they can get it done. On Sunday night, it's the Chiefs and the Jets, and it's Jets getting nine and a half, the total 42 and a half. The Jets defense is talented enough to limit Patrick Mahomes' offense to a degree. We saw the Lions and the Jags keep Kansas City below its team total. The Jets could conceivably do the same. However, the fact that their defense is on the field way too much, it's unlikely that they're able to do so. In essence, the Chiefs are going to have more possessions than maybe uh, they did against the Lions and the Jags. The problem is the offense for the Jets, and that's why it's been a big issue. And Zach Wilson's passing attack, is um, it's been dysfunctional. Um, I don't see it getting a whole lot better, and I see a real problem here, and I think the Jets uh, losing big here. Seattle's at the Giants. Giants, one-and-a-half-point favorite, the total 47. After the embarrassing blowout loss to the Rams on opening day, the Seahawks have bounced back nicely over the last couple of weeks. The offense has scored exactly 37 points in each of his previous two contests. On the other hand, their defense has allowed at least 27 points in all three games. The Giants lost badly to the Cowboys and 49ers, two of the most talented teams in the league. Outside of their second-half surge against the Cardinals, the Giants' offense has been non-functional this season. If New York is going to take down Seattle, it's primarily on Daniel Jones and the pass rush. Can the Giants do it at home? Can they step up? Check out that special preview and preview notes over at LandryFootball.com. That's a look. The keys to the game. Hope that helps you in your plays this week. Hope you enjoy the games. Reminder, you can get the breakdowns of all the games from inside the film room over at LandryFootball.com. Just join us today. Try it out for a month. You can try it out for six months. But our 12-month package, the football season sale, is the best deal that we've got going. Oh, no, it's not just the football season. We'll take you all the way through the football season, college and NFL, players, teams, coaches, schemes. But when the season is over, we got you covered with recruiting and transfer portal, the draft, free agency. You name it, we got it. LandryFootball.com is where you need to be this football season and beyond for 12 months out of the year. Also a reminder to subscribe, like, and share for free the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. It's always great to be with you talking football. Spread the word, if you would, about what we're doing at LandryFootball.com and on the Landry Football Podcast Network. And as always, have a great one, and we'll talk to you next time.